Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes. For it's dangerous to go alone. This is The Legend of Retro. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of The Legend of Retro. I am The Glitch, and with me today is my warrior, my hero, Chop Snyder. I am your sword, or or what is what is they say in Lord of the Rings? I already messed it up. You have my sword. <laughs> you have my bow. Oh God, I'm awful at this. Yeah, it's the, it's Chops here. Hey Chops, how's it going? I'm the worst warrior there is. <laughs> we uh, need to find a different hero. Where's Where's Craig? Yeah, no, I'm like that guy that just carries everybody's stuff. I'll be in the <laughs> cart. I'll just pull everyone's stuff. Hey, you make just, sure you got some water. You're just the guy that make you sure stand you get... next to the donkey and yeah. pull the pull the wagon yeah make sure you're, you've eaten some bread like I'm, I'm the person that helps the party function and then it's a noble job it's, it's definitely a noble job that doesn't thankless. get us enough enough it's, recognition it's for a sure. thankless job for sure but what are we what are we covering today chaps today ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages we are talking about gauntlet legends for the nintendo 64 yeah that's a dungeon crawler Originally released on the arcade in October 98, later ported to the Nintendo 64, August 31st, 1999, as well as the PlayStation 1 Dreamcast. Uh, and it's basically just a beautiful version, a better version of the original Gauntlet. Yeah, Atari um, had a lot of popularity with Gauntlet in 1985 and 1986 as Gauntlet 2. Um, yeah. Even though. This is the final game, Gauntlet Legends, to be produced by Atari. I think it's probably one of the greatest, I would say, transitions from those first games that I've seen. Yeah. Well, I mean, so I mean, the, the history goes, and if I remember correctly, so like back in '83, um, you know, back when there was the video game crash market, Atari was going bankrupt. Yeah. Like they basically didn't make a third of what they were making throughout the year, so. Uh, Warner Communications had sold most of their company to uh, a different business, but kept their corn, coin operation division. So the only thing they had left was just the coin ops, and they just renamed it Atari Games. And that's where all these, you know, coin operated games came from. They were under the Atari Games title. By coin by operated, the, do you mean like arcade games, like yeah, like so arcades or and, like, like coin games in in like Japan, mm-hmm. like the 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 pachinko or whatever games? No, no, yeah, so, like, arcades and stuff. Okay. And, uh, you know, and they still controlled all the ports, but by the turn of the century, arcades were dying. So if you remember, like, yeah, there was still, like, NFL Blitz and stuff like that that was still, you know, the only things that were really popular anymore, but everything else was dead. There was no, like, beat-em-ups. Turtles Arcade had long gone. I mean, even pinball machines were were dying down, too. Yeah. So, essentially, Atari was done for, and they sold themselves to Midway. So that's why... The you know it's technically Atari games, but by the time it got ported to the N sixty four, it was Midway. It, it was Midway. That makes yeah. sense. It's 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 really iffy in that that mid to late eighties to nineties window there uh, of game companies. There's some like just dropping off, some getting bought out, some just removing themselves from existence. Like that that is a real dark era of of gaming and. Yeah, Atari being this beast is kind of the first example of um, poor execution, poor planning of a gaming company, and and yeah. that really it's it was such an in its infancy that giants could fall so easily. Yeah, because I even want to say like the seventy eight hundred or whatever it's called only had like fifty games. Like oh, it was wow. so dead that they couldn't even get games for it. I want to say the CDI has more games than that. No, yeah. that's just wrong. Yeah, it's it's just, sad, but it's weird. true. <laughs> and then, yeah, we'll see the Dreamcast because this this uh, Guardian Legends came out on the Dreamcast. The Dreamcast was the next one to go. Sega was the next one to fall. Yeah, yeah. So this game, starting in arcades, went to N sixty four, PlayStation one, and Dreamcast. Yeah. And um, I mean, we talked before this. I know that you don't have a huge background with this game, but where did you play it? So I never played this game specifically. Okay. I have only ever played the first two Gauntlets, and I played those on the NES. 
Um, I have played the Gauntlet at an arcade, but um, the, I had the home. I had the home version. Yeah, the the original Gauntlet. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I just that's my experience with the series, and I never really got into Dungeon Crawlers because, as you might know, I never got into Diablo. You tried, um, but it, the game wouldn't let you install. Oh, yeah, that's it. right. I forgot. Yeah, I had bought Diablo three, right? Yeah, Is we were gonna one? play together, and, and yeah, it, we were gonna do like a community night. I had bought the game, and for some reason, because I bought like an older version of it, and it needed like an update, and the update wouldn't load correctly, I couldn't get into the game. One of my greatest regrets so, is not being yeah. able to figure out how to fix that for you. Yeah, yeah. What are you gonna do? But yeah, so Dungeon Crawlers, never really my thing. I eat up Dungeon Crawlers. I love Dungeon Crawlers. Um, I played Diablo 1, 2, 3. Um, I just, they're, for me, they're kind of those time filler games, which I love to play, that don't have a lot of, like, thought put into them, you know? You just run yeah. around, kill stuff, pick up items, move on to the next level as fast as you can. Um, Gauntlet and Gauntlet 2 I didn't play a ton of, but this game hit me at the right point in my life where I played this whenever I saw it. Whenever I could. I played. This so you, you got access to it pretty much on all the platforms. Um, so when we decided which version we were going to talk about today, um, I couldn't decide between all four versions because I've played <laughs> probably, I probably played more in the arcade and the um dreamcast but oh but but not by much um i would play this game on everything that i could so like we had a playstation one and we had the ability to if you haven't heard before uh, my playstation was modded so my brother worked at a video game store he would bring the discs home copy them and then we would play them on the playstation and he'd take them back to work um perfectly legal perfectly Perfectly legal. legal um but my friends had a had a Dreamcast and I didn't have one and one of the games that I would play over at my friend's house with the four people with four people was Gauntlet Legends because it, besides that and Soul Calibur it was one of the games that we could all play together because uh, in Soul Calibur you could do like bracket bracketing like uh, fights oh, so cool. everybody could choose a character and we could all take turns but um, this game we could play four player and whenever I'd see it in the arcade, I'd, I'd put money into it and play it. It, it. I don't know why, but like the the time that it was released um, in 1998, with it being like one of the better versions of or better quality graphics for an N64, because it was originally an arcade game, it wasn't too like polygony, you know. Um, I think that's why I also liked it, but it also being on a and, and I call it exotic system, the, the Dreamcast, because it was something that I never had, um, and I didn't think a lot of people had it. Uh, because it was on that, I also had it in a higher standard. And then when I was able to play it on my PlayStation at home and spend more time in it on my own um, was something that I always would go to to fill the time. Um, yeah. And then whenever I have an opportunity to play an arcade game, like at a roller rink or um, at an arcade itself... Um, this game seemed to be there. Bowling alleys, bowling alleys. I think had this game pretty often. Um, what well, was what I found cool though is so yeah, it is four player um, at the arcade N sixty four Dreamcast, but because the PlayStation one, it wasn't compatible with the multi tap. Yeah. It was only ever two player on the PlayStation one. Yeah, that's why I would only play it by myself usually. Yeah. But um, it did have that that hefty sweet midway save system, which was unusual for a. Uh, for like an RPG dungeon crawler. Yeah. So was, uh, you could just, you know, enter in your name, enter in your passcode, and your character was saved. So if you had an archer that you had been leveling up, you could go back to the arcade at the bowling alley the next day, punch in your numbers, and boom, your, you know, 20-level Valkyrie is still there. Yeah, it's crazy. It was, the to me, the first time I can remember ever there being a save in an arcade cabinet. Um, besides yeah. your like, um, l- like your leaderboards for fighting games, um, most of the Japanese fighting games, like Soul Calibur, did that. You they like connected to the internet and stuff, and you could check what your uh, rank was worldwide. But this game, yeah, having its own like actual ability to save was crazy. Like it, it actually like made me more connected to that arcade cabinet than I was anything else. 
Yeah. What classes are there? Because I saw there was Valkyrie, Wizard, Warrior, Archer. Was there anything other than that? Because I feel like I saw there are so so footage of something else. Yeah. You start out with those four, um, but because this is Gauntlet Legends, it plays homages to the original Gauntlet characters, and so you have Minotaur, which is a warrior, a Jackal and Summoner, which is the wizard, Tigress, which is the archer. And Falconess, which is the Valkyrie. So as you go through, you can unlock these um, gauntlet characters from the previous game. Um, and they each are like, uh, they're like, I don't want to say they're like elite versions, but they all have a attribute that um, is a little bit better than the other ones. Okay, so like the the Minotaur warrior is a little bit stronger than the other warrior. Yeah, if, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong, but I okay. think it is. Um, and so it, it, there was variety in the characters that you could choose. Um, each one handled differently, and it just felt like... So, like, I don't know about you, but I got overwhelmed in the Gauntlet original Gauntlet games. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, there's just, just so much hysteria. coming at you. It's just nonstop. And you don't know what's just happening. Like, yeah, they're chewing through walls. You're standing there just, like, shooting back enemies, try- hoping that you're faster than them coming out. Uh, in this game, it didn't seem like it was that that much of a problem like that. No, it was well-paced. Um, you had your same kind of things. You know, enemies come from gates and spawn points. If you destroy those, they don't come out anymore. You have traps. You have items, bridges. You have doors to get past with keys. Um, you know, it had all the same concepts of the original games, but because it was able to be played in a more interactive environment on the arcade and the other systems, um, it slowed it down quite a bit and allowed you to actually, like, feel like you were in control other than just, like, spamming the shoot button, hoping that you can get through a wave of enemies. Yeah. Um, so, so just your, your standard dungeon color RPG? Yeah, it was. it's pretty crazy because the... You level up your character, you can increase stats and progressions and things like that. Um, you know what's funny is I was describing, because Danielle, my wife, had asked me about, you know, what game this was. I was like, yeah, I never played it. I was never into dungeon crawlers. And she goes, well, well, what's that? So I'm like giving the idea, you know, I'm telling her, you know, you, oh, you got yeah. this character, you're an XP, it's like an RPG, you know, whatever. And she goes, so what about that doesn't sound like something you'd love? And I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you got a point. I just, I don't know. Just the whole experience was just always well. It's because you're, you're equating yeah. it to Gauntlet and Gauntlet Two. That's why. Yeah. If you played, I feel like if you played this game, you'd have way more fun. Is that what it is? I was just. It's. We get back to even last week when we talk about Dick Tracy. I was spoiled with really bad games. Is that what it is? Yes. Is yes, that, you are. This all you the, is just. You had the curse of bad games, and I blame your family for it. It's not your fault, Glitch. Don't blame yourself. <laughs> oh, you didn't God. know any better. It was it, it was your upbringing. Because you could like you could level these guys up to ninety nine and max all of their stats to nine nine nine. If you played enough, really, yeah. So like, I feel like so, this like, is your speed, type of game, like, like that kind of stuff. Like yeah. their speed, their strength that goes all the way to nine nine nine. Yeah, yeah. You can max what, them out. What so, is like, that? You're just, like, I can't throwing... even imagine what that looks like. Like just run around like a crazy man on the screen. Yeah, I, I haven't looked at gameplay of it maxed, but I saw a speed run of it, and it uh, it was fast enough. But like, imagine being able to like if you can equate this to the original Gauntlet. Like if you could speed up your character, make mm-hmm. them have larger health, more damage, more magic, all that <laughs> stuff. Like you would enjoy that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I probably would. So yeah. I think you would enjoy this game. It's a little heavy-handed in the beginning because, so like the, the the plot of this game is basically there's a mage who is corrupt named Garm. Yeah, can I just say the intro to this is freaking sweet. It's crazy. So it's also like it's high fantasy, just super high fantasy. Like, like this is on par with Hobbit. Um, I have the intro if you want me to. Oh, you do? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because I thought it was so cool. So like this giant like beast comes out of the ground, Uh, and so what it says is, in an ancient time, a greedy young mage summoned a dark demon, Scorn. Scorn broke free of his bond and escaped, sealing Sumner's tower behind him. Now this fiend controls the four realms, and you are the only one who can help. 
and he like just destroys this mage like he just swipes at him and like claws at him i'm assuming he died Mm -hmm. and then this like beast called scorn is like came out of this dark world and now is controlling things in what you got to get the four shards so the the demon scorn imprisons Garn's soul in the underworld, scatters the rune stones throughout. Oh, the so world. the guy lived. Well, his soul's in prison. I mean, oh, I guess you take yeah, it as point. it is. Yeah. Um, and he he throws out thirteen rune stones. Okay, and then, I saw something about four shards. I didn't know what that was. Uh, those might be the shrines or the temples in the. Uh, oh, let's see. There's there's four keys that you have to get to access the desecrated temple, to be able to banish him. But there's also thirteen rune stones. Oh, the rune stones. That's right. Yeah. Um, By the way, get, who is this guy at the beginning? This this old dude. Yeah this this guy who's like giving you this quest. Like he just appears on nowhere. Like, hey, guess what? Yeah, go go grab these things. I need them. He's the white wizard. What do you expect? He's, he's like the. He's the. Uh, what's it called? The the um the when, Gandalf? When, you, when you have a character in a movie that's giving you plot, what's that called? Um, uh, something drop. Um, the plot guy, the choppy plot. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, they're just dropping out. Oh, setting you up completely for what the game is. Now go do it. <laughs> it's just all as a plot device. Um, it's essentially yeah you, this is your typical high fantasy go defeat defeat a demon save the world seal him back up and you're good to go um but it it's it's a really um it, while the gameplay seems simple each level is very unique i will say that within the within the worlds or the realms okay. so like you have like i think six stages in each realm that you yeah. have to beat and then you unlock the next realm after you beat the boss of the fi- of that realm. Yeah. Um, and I don't and not all of them, I don't think all of them have six. I think like that last one only has like three stages, right? Okay. Some of them do. I can't remember exactly because honestly, it's also it gets difficult because the game doesn't end until you run out of health. So but you could just like keep pumping coins or credits into it, can yeah, you? Yeah, you can in the arcade version, but in the NES or the N sixty four version, you know, you got to be careful. You got to save. Oh, okay. Um, but you could buy like items and stuff at the yeah. End of there's each a shop you can buy items. So there's like a speed boost. There's um, like a triple shot, a flame uh, wep- uh, enhancement to things. Um, there's all sorts of weird items that you can use to help progress you through the game. Um, and there's also lots of different like environmental things. So there's like traps, there's triggers, there's doors that open, walls that are secretly hidden that you have to hit, um, different types of enemies that take different hits, and different like um, environmental like attacks from the world that you're in based on the the realm. So like the first realm is like a mountain realm. So there's like okay. some lava or heat stuff, and yeah. um, the usual stuff in in video game stages. Yeah, yeah, your usual traps. Yeah. That you yeah, your cold world, your hot world, your earth world, your mountain world. Yeah, yeah, and then the traps that you eat, eat quarters, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the things that they're yeah. meant to do. Um, <laughs> but this I game, did notice one thing they, they did carry over from the original Gauntlet is the annoying voiceover guy. I was like just going to say. The guy the, giving the you tips and stuff. Is, is is great, but the first stage and the <laughs> first time you ever pick up whatever item it is, the game, like, stops. <laughs> You hear Keys a voice are used and to a unlock thing, doors. And a, yeah, and like a text box appears. You have to like hit it out of the way. And it is the most annoying <laughs> thing in the game. Is that as soon as you get magic that, is yes. used to defeat enemies. Yes. It's it's like it's so bad. So bad. I love it, but it's awful. It, it's the it's the thing that slows you down the most in the beginning. Yeah, because there's a lot of text dialogue going on. Yeah. Being like anytime, anytime you do anything that's new, open a chest, step on a button, step on a trap, open like... a door, pick up a key, pick up an <laughs> yeah. item, pick up that a different item, pick up another different item. It, it potions is. are used as potions. Oh no! It, it's like you can throw potions to attack, and like, and it's like a full sentence, and it's like, come on, man! Like, like we see the text box. We don't need to hear your ominous tones. Um, but I mean, it's also part of the charm of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Did you I guess, like, the first time you played it probably isn't as bad, but, like, the seventh time. 
Oh yeah, because you want to like say say like you you get super far with one character in the arcade and you and you die or or wherever you are and you're like, "Well, I want to try a different character." Well, that character's not leveled up. So like Actually, so what I saw was even if you loaded a character as you go through the game, like in the first stage, the first time you touch a chest, it still does it. Oh, well, I mean like if you wanted to try a new character out, like if right. you didn't if you didn't continue from your save. Um yeah, but I forgot I forgot that that carries over to whichever character you're playing. Um, but like, yeah, if you're, if you're like also trying to start a new save with a friend, like you gotta hear all that crap all over, <laughs> and it is just obnoxious. I also, can't. it gets really bad because you can. Uh, I think if I remember correctly, you can get like screen locked by friends. Like if you're going one direction and they're going in another, and like at some point the screen stretches out too wide to where like nobody can move anywhere. Oh yeah, it's a bummer. Uh, that yeah. was one of those limitations I think with uh, dungeon crawlers in general. Yeah. Um, and I can imagine though, like better. playing this with three other friends, like this would be a lot of fun. I, I honestly, I imagine like playing any game, even if it's crappy, or like you're just not. It's not your style. Like just any game where you have like a bunch of friends. And honestly, I just I didn't have the N64. I had the PlayStation, but apparently it was only two players. So that's probably why another reason it never appealed. I mean, that's fair. I mean, and also yeah. like if you're if you're in you're into other like more detailed role playing games. So um, right. You know, at the time you're probably playing, um, you know, Mario's Missing or um, uh, Wand of Gamelon. You know, those games that you love to play, those really in depth role playing games. The triple A titles, yeah, you I know, know what you're talking triple, about. Those triple A titles, you <laughs> jerk. Um, oh, sorry about that. A little doggy barking in the background. Um, was she, that the Grim Reaper, by was, the way, that just barked? No, just she heard me something. mention the CDI games and she's oh, is that reeling, what it was? reeling in pain from it. Yeah, I can imagine. I do too. But yeah, no. So the Grim Reaper is in this game. I saw. Like, he is. He just like appears out of nowhere. He does. Yeah, the, it's like I said. When I say high fantasy, like they went all out. Like it is just great being able to see these really, really, like out of nowhere things. <laughs> just uh, like you fight goblins most of the time. Just these funny looking goblins with like weird skirts. <laughs> <laughs> It's so it's cute. The game is super cute. I will say that, and I bet you anybody who loves this game, hearing me say it's super cute, probably hates me for it. <laughs> it's a fun adventure game. It's, it's it is a fun cute. adventure game. Like cute. I mean, you get it's like it's to me at the time it was my greatest representation of dungeon playing, like D and D playing, and yeah. uh, that's why I enjoy it so much. So right. I mean, I, I think everybody should at least give it a shot. I think you should try. This game, I think you will really. So do you? Enjoy you it. do have it though for the N sixty four, right? I think I do. I'd have to go look. Okay, because if you don't, I will get a copy. I'll come over. We'll play this. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, I promise you. I'm cool with that. Uh, so I have a little bit on the reception of this game. Okay. I found a couple things. Okay. Um, so it received mixed reviews, uh, through all the platforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, Electronic Gaming Monthly gave it a six out of ten. Okay. GameSpot was harsh with a 4.3 out of 10. Um, Nintendo Power gave it a 7.8 out of 10, though, which was a very nice one. Mm-hmm. Um, for the arcade, there was a contest that was given out. Uh, the first 500 players to complete the game and to send a validation code that was given, I guess, at the end of the game would get a free Gauntlet Legends t-shirt. So that was That's cool. crazy. Well, honestly, so, like that would be awesome. I mean, I know the whole like arcade scene is kind of dead, but like that's a cool promotion. Like if you came out with a video game and it was like, like I don't know, like a MLB first one to you know win the World Series on expert difficulty. Like the first five hundred people to do that, like we'll give you MLB shirts. Like that would be pretty cool. I mean, I want you to think about it though. Think about how much money was spent for this person to beat this in the arcade. Like, you've never played the game, so you don't really understand. Like, they spent probably enough money to buy, I don't know, 20, 25 shirts? Just pumping quarter after quarter in in there? Like, I mean, yeah, that's cool they got a shirt. Like, it's fun. I always love these kind of things where... They have something built into the game, a validation code that you could send away to the makers to show that, hey, I beat this game and they'll give you something. I think that's awesome. But, yeah. like, 
it's got to be something more than that than just a shirt. Like, give him a give him the arcade cabinet for God's sakes. Like, they probably I mean, bought it with how much money they put in it. I mean, it's not going to be like Sword Quest. I don't know. Do you remember that for the Atari? No. Do you ever hear that story? No. It's like uh, the so there's these games for the Atari called Sword Quest games. It was Earth World, Fire World, Water World. The last one was called, but. Uh, well, the last one ever got made, Air World. Okay. But anyway, so there was these contests where if you decrypted a code that was in the booklet based on what items you had on the screen, you went into this contest, and the winners would get, like, gold crowns, gold oh, goblets. Wow, really? Like, like ten, like $10,000 each. Did they actually but, go through with it? So, yeah. So, like, it, there's a huge thing, and actually, Angry Video Game Nerd did a really good video on this. Uh it kind of happened at the turn of the video game crash at 83. Mm-hmm. So the last game didn't get made and the two final prizes were never given out, which was a sword. And I want to say like a, like a sifter or what do they call the shift with the, I don't know what you call that, but it. Describe like a, it. You're like not a describing cane. the It's thing. a cane. It's a cane. A gold cane. Okay. Yeah. You were saying that, you know, it's not really, yeah, you know, you know, you know using words. Okay, so it looks like a thing, but it's longer than the normal thing. Yeah, yeah, no, I got you. Sorry, I was stumbling. <laughs> it's okay. But but anyway, so long story short, like that, they're not going to do something like that again, because that was just a bad business model, spending like $40,000, I mean, $100,000 like as that. As a gamer, like, I don't think it's a bad business model. I'm getting cool stuff out of it. As a game company, it's a terrible idea. They should never have done it in the first place. Yep. Oh, man. Yeah, they definitely should have gotten, like, full chain mail for beating this game. Like, that would have been <laughs> crazy. Like, just custom-made chain mail. Man. Yeah. I would have spent every day there if I knew that was the case. You just get full armor. Yeah, full, full chain mail, plate mail, or whatever. I don't even care. You, get wiz- you actually get, like, wizard abilities. Like, they actually, like, train you how to be, how okay, to be a wizard. That's a little ridiculous. That is a little, that's a little... That's a little too much? It's a bit okay. of a stretch. I'm thinking <laughs> in right. the realm of real things. <laughs> All right, uh, I got some Maybe glitches and exploits. Egg. What? Okay. So, yeah. so yeah, we can we can keep moving on with this game. <laughs> so the yeah, low because it's a low polygonal game. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of places where you can clip through walls and stuff like that, walking through corners. Um, I did see that in the Dreamcast version because this one's set up a little bit differently. Um, you unlock the underworld. All you need are the thirteen rune stones that you said you needed. Mm-hmm. Um, in the last stage, which is the Battlefield Infernal Fortress, there it's broken up in two parts. So on the Dreamcast version, it's in two parts, but on the other versions, it's just like one giant stage. The runestone is found in the first part of the stage. So once you enter the second part, you can actually just exit out. You don't even have to complete the last part of the stage. Oh, nice. Because once you get the runestone, the underworld is unlocked. You can just skip like the last 10 minutes of the game, yeah. basically. So yeah, those were so. That's a nifty exploit if you get the Dreamcast version. Did you watch the speedrun of this? Uh, I caught a little bit of it. I like I saw him, like kind of just clip through a couple of walls, and I got like the gist of it. He was just like running like a maniac. I didn't even get what's going on. There was like no enemies on the screen. So did you catch the time stop glitch? No. So so the, what, yeah, explain that to me. I yeah, didn't get that in the N sixty four one. I found I was watching that speedrun. Um, in the second or third stage, basically there's a clock stopper that you can get, I think, from the shop. And on the field, there's traps in some of the barrels. And, like, a skull, if you collect a skull, it's an instant death. And then you have to start the level over. Well, oh. there was a glitch that he did with the um, clock to stop time in the skull to where um, when you use the time stopper, things stop moving on the screen, but you can move freely. Because he died at the same time, I think he activated it. I didn't really get to see too well. Um, he was able to when he went back into the level. All enemies were paused where they were loaded for the stage in the beginning, and no enemies were spawning more after that. Okay, that makes way more sense. Because I was like, did he just like 
put it on like a super easy difficulty that just no enemies spawned? Like what's going on? No, it's a glitch to to stop spawning from happening. That's sweet. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool because in a game where like it's known for waves and waves of enemies, they were able to exploit that <laughs> and just bypass the whole point of the game. That's a that's a pretty handy trick for a game like this. It's a it's a yeah, it's a heavy glitch. Um, Just like me. Yeah, well, I'm not going to say that. Um, did you look up, uh, do you want me to talk about the uh, speedrunning? Yeah, so what was no? the time on the speedrun? So I didn't catch that. for N64, because uh, the reason why we chose this one also was because there wasn't a lot. There was no records for Dreamcast and PS1, mostly because, you know, one's cartridge loading, one's disc loading. The Archer, so each speedrun, there's any percent, which has the glitches involved, but then underneath that category you have the system that it's on, and then subcategory is the class that you choose. Right, because so, these classes like different attributes, right? Exactly. Like some are faster, some are stronger. Yep. So yeah. uh, the archer uh, for first uh, for the first place in the speed run, um, it takes 51 minutes and 20 seconds. For the Valkyrie, it takes 55 minutes 43 seconds. For the wizard, it's 57 minutes, 58 seconds. The warrior, it's 58 minutes, 25 seconds. And then the, I think there's a secret character, Jester, but there's no um, cat, no runs listed for that one. Okay. Um, but most so is the warrior them, like just the slowest Yeah, he's the big character, brute. is that why? He's, yeah, okay. he just hits hard. So Boyo003 has the record for warrior and wizard. And then I Am Glower um, has it for Valkyrie and Archer. Cool. So it's, it's uh, under an hour. So if I come to your house, we can get through this in under an hour. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I mean, there is a percent. There is a category for co-op. Any percent? Oh, That's any an any listings? Minutes. There's only one, and it's Boyo and I am Glower. Oh, for forget it, Boyo. We can't catch up to Boyo. Why not? It's too good. Well, there's only one for Archer. There's only one record, so we can do Valkyrie, Wizard, or Warrior co-op. All right, warrior it is. And then there's a glitches cate- glitchless category, which only has a record. Who for, who would want glitchless? Uh, it's glitchless. There's a glitchless, glitchless and there's glitchless co- co-op. So the co-op glitchless. You ready for this? Six sure. hours, twenty four minutes, and eighteen Whoa. seconds. And it's and it's, um, they have three players listed, but the fourth one is not available. So I don't know what that means. Uh, oh, it says audio cut off at approximately two hours and forty minutes for unexplained reason and game crashed after killing. But this is still a record. I don't understand how that's still a record. Yeah, what? Um, but <laughs> okay. for the regular uh, glitchless category, it's about an hour and a half for uh, Valkyrie and for Archer. Wizard, it's six hours. I am a- like, there's plenty of plenty of optimization off. in here that we can do. Yeah, plenty. I feel like we could do it. We'll try. We won't try, but that's okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, what uh, what else do we have to say about this game? Anything else before uh, we listen to the music? I mean, yeah, we we can get into the music. I uh, I definitely think it. Watching it and seeing, you know, it's got a good save system, mm-hmm. and I do appreciate uh, midway style of doing things. So I. I would give this a shot for sure. Yeah. So if we ever if we ever get a chance, we'll do it. Good. So yeah, let's get into the music. But first, let's hear a word from one of our partners. Imagine being stuck in a room for days, far from your friends and family while feeling sick and scared. Now, imagine being in that same room, but having access to online gaming, virtual reality, 3D printing, Lego robotics, and the ability to create your own Twitch channel. At CS Mott Children's Hospital, we use video game technology to improve our patients' lives and help them reach their therapeutic goals. But we can't do it without your help. Every device and interaction provided to our patients is paid for by the thoughtful donations of gamers like you. If you want to help, then go to tiltify.com slash mottchildren. That's T-I-L-T-I-F-Y dot com slash M-O-T-T children. There, you can make a one-time donation, or if you're a content creator, learn how to stream for Mott. So if you want to help other gamers like you, please visit tiltify.com slash children and play for the little victors. All right. Are you ready for the music? I'm ready. Let's do it. It feels like it's been a, been a long time waiting. I don't know if I'm ready. I think we need to take another break. <laughs> no, let's get in the music. So uh, for Gauntlet Legends, we have comp- it's composed for the... Um, 
for the game by John Paul, uh, Barry Leitch, Joe Lyford, and Michael Henry. But specifically for the N64, it was Barry Leitch. Nice. Uh, those were all the composers in general by their system. Um, do you know what Barry Leitch is known for? I don't. I don't recognize that name. Yeah, he's a Scottish video game music composer. Um, he's composed on a lot of different things. The Atari ST, the Commodore 64, Game Boy, NES, all sorts of stuff. Um, but he's most known for this game, Lotus Turbo Challenge, which is a racing game. Top Gear, oh, and Rush, uh, which is another. That racing game. sounds familiar. Is Rush just like another racing game? Yep, on the N sixty four. Okay, but he also was the composer for one of the greatest games, Double Dragon, on the Commodore sixty four. <laughs> <laughs> so not the other Double Dragon, nope. just the Commodore sixty four specifically. Yes, and it and I listened to the soundtrack. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you've played many Commodore 64 games, but um, there was only music in the select screen. During okay. fighting and things like that, there was no music. And then in transitions to the next stage, there was music. I mean, I, I like the sound of the Commodore 64, and I will say uh, a friend of ours, you know, fan of the show, detective from the Discord, he is a big Commodore 64 guy. Yeah, he loves... Huge that music so i i don't know i'll check it out yeah shout out to it's him. uh it's, it's got some some kick to it those songs mm-hmm. um well let's let's give the uh opening theme here when you first start up the game uh this is the song that you're going to hear we're going to give it a listen right now It's um, very ominous sounding. Yeah, that that's spooky. It is super spooky, and I love the organ. The organ is yeah. one of my favorite instruments in like video games because it's not very prevalent, um, and it sets the tone for a lot of specific genre of video games, which I think this one uh, really fits that 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 tone. Yeah, it kind of gets you into what to expect. As far as like you know, like monsters and demons, it's coming at you, mm-hmm. and then that, and then you know, this is right before that cutscene kicks in too. Right. Um, so, what's the next song we're gonna listen to? Uh, this is the character select which I picked because it's uh, kind of like a rendition of the original Gauntlet song. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Let's give it a listen.
That's a really good song. Yeah, and I, I kind of appreciate that they didn't go like campy, kind of how the original like NES song was. Because I mean, the one on the NES is very like, you know, it's high, sped up. There's a lot going on. I don't know if you remember uh, that one, but but this one's it's it's almost like a choir is singing it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, I, I love the snare drum in it too. Yeah. Um, really helps create that march feel to it. Yeah, it really gets you into the, creates that environment mm-hmm. of of the darkness and everything that's coming. Um, so next up we have <clears throat> um, not your typical rooms that, or songs that we chose. Um, I chose Token Room Falconess. It's like an extra special room uh, based on the character Falconess. Um, yeah, so these are like bonus stages, right? Because yeah. you find these throughout the levels and you're just collecting tokens, right? You yep. have like coins or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so let's give this one a listen. song you know why i picked it no it reminds me of daft punk in the beginning that real bassy like that repetitive beat to it i don't know it's yeah. just, it, it reminded me of, of some fun electronic music um and it's one of the songs um from daft punk in the movie um, tron legacy that i really really enjoy and it reminded me of one of the specific songs from that soundtrack yeah, they killed that soundtrack, too. Oh, it's amazing. Amazing. Too bad the movie couldn't kill it. Oh! Ooh, let's go to the next song. Um, we have here your last choice was the token room of the tigress. Do you know what a tigress is? It's a female tiger. Sure, I don't know. I was just asking what, if you knew what it was. Uh, no, for sure. I'm telling you. That's what it is. Oh, okay, good. I'm glad you're there. Actually, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Okay. I'm sorry, John. <laughs> I didn't mean to lie to you. It's, like all, that. it's all right. Here's, here's the token room tigress. <laughs> So that song, I feel like it should be in like a like a James Bond movie. See, I was thinking more like it was the beat to like a rap song. Oh, like the under the I don't know the undertone, but like the the track. Uh, yeah, just like all I needed was just someone to rap over that beat. Yeah, I could see that. You, are you gonna do that for me? Um, record a rap over the Tiger song. Yeah, and rapper about the tigress. Will you do that for yeah, me? Yeah, it'll be all about the tigress, the the being I know so much about. Yeah, you're an expert on it, so I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I have so much to talk about with the tigress. I mean, so. now it's recorded live on our podcast here, live. I'm just saying live. it's live. Yeah. Um, 
And now <coughs> you have to give it to the fans. They're going to demand it. If we get patrons that demand it, I will definitely do ooh, it. Ooh, ooh, that really? is a promise. Here's if we a call, get a call out, if we if get, we get three new patrons that say I'm here because of the Tigress song, I will make a track. At any at the any dollar level. Five dollar dollar level. Five dollar dollar level. Okay, so if we need three, so you said, yeah, three new patrons at the five dollar level. Saying that they're here because they want to hear the Tigress rap from the glitch. <laughs> I feel like we're gonna get three people that say, "Please don't create that." <laughs> you're gonna get three people. You're gonna get more than three people that say, "You need to do this." Yeah, and I'm gonna encourage you. We got Full. the equipment. We can do it. You got you. You got the rap skills, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. You- <laughs> you know those Italian rappers they uh, uh they they mean business. They're they're a plenty, that's for sure. Um but yeah, this, this let's get back to the music of this. Um it's a weird mix of cool dungeon tones. Like that last song had a lot of violin in it with like some plucking and some uh, other strings and um I I really like the variety. Like they did a really knockout job for the soundtrack. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, listening to all the tracks on here because I, I was sitting doing research while I was watching, you know, reading some stuff. I was having the soundtrack in the background, and there wasn't like a moment where I was like, "Man, I can't stand this song" or, or anything like that. Like it, it just you know, it kind of just sets everything. It has those calm moments and it has those like intense like dungeon, dungeon jams. So yeah. I liked it. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, it was good. Any final thoughts or comments on Gauntlet Legend sixty four? Uh, don't be like the glitched and play more dungeon crawlers. Play more dungeon crawlers. Do it. That's the first line of the rap, by the way. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Gotta play more dungeon crawlers. <laughs> it does not, doesn't rap very well. You that might sounds re- terrible. You I might, might want to rethink yeah. that. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll change that. Yeah, that's a good idea. All right, well, <laughs> we're going to wrap this one up. Oh, oh, by but, the way, but, I had a question for you. Yeah, what's up? If if you had to choose in your real life to be either a minotaur, jackal, tigress, or falconess, what would you be? Well, the tiger. I know everything there is about the tigress. Yeah. So the jackal. Okay, cool. All right, all right. I'd probably be the falconess because I'd want to be pretty and tough. You are pretty and tough. I know. That's why I want to do it. Uh, what were you gonna say though before I interrupted you with my stupid question? I didn't have one. Oh, I thought you were going to say something. I was going to say we need to get into the music bracket. No, no, you need to get into uh, Retro Relapse. Yes, let's go into our Retro Relapse. Jones in for a classic game. It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. Alrighty, this week. Yes, now I'm the one screwing everything up now. No, you're good, you're good. This week we have brawl brothers for the super yeah. nintendo um which by the way like i don't, I don't know how they're all related because they're all different races and genders now that i think about it that that's so you know unprogressive of you cops to think listen that way. it was a super nintendo game it was They're advanced throwing... for the time oh god okay yeah yeah <laughs> it was re- it was real uh, setting the tone there for for adoption um, it's a beat 'em up game on the SNES. Yes. Um, who is it? I don't even know who it was released by. Good uh, question. Let's see. It was known as Russian Beat Ran in Japan, um, and it was repeat uh, developed by Jalico, her favorite favorite developer, Jalico. Oh, Jalico. Um, released in she North America, you. March eleventh, nineteen ninety three. So what did, uh, you know, it's a beat em up, like you said. You had like a Streets of Rage vibe a little bit Final to it. Final Fight vibe too, yeah. Yeah, and so we had a hard time with this one. We played this on the Nintendo Online. Which was kind of cool to be able to yeah, play it together. Yeah, that was the first time I tried that, like with a classic game doing the online session like yeah. that. You could clap, which was pretty cool. Was I guess weird. not. Which that's is that's not yeah. part of the game. So. That's not part of the game. That's more online thing. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you could push in the thumbstick, and it, like the little hands will pop up, and it goes like gives you a small applause, which are really funny and cute yeah. and annoying. 
But so, like, you had a health bar, the enemies had a health bar, and their names popped up when you hit them. Yep. Classic beat them up. The thing that we, that drove us crazy was how easy it was to beat each other up. Well, there was friendly fire was on. I don't know if it could turn it off or not. But it wasn't then, even like it was. It was inc- almost encouraged because, like, anytime I walked by you, like, oh, you, you didn't just, even have to hit a button. It just automatically grabbed your partner. Yeah, you just grabbed me and then suplexed me. Well, which, I mean, I had to press the button to do that. But oh, either yeah. way, like, you, I knew it was a choice. I knew that. <laughs> you couldn't break. I couldn't figure out how to break free of the grab. I so just we just had to stand the, there. I just wiggled oh, the moving, you? and then I broke free eventually. Because you can do that, that with a, the enemies. But that was such a pain. Like, it, every time I came near you, that's what it would automatically do. Yeah, and then I would just dash left or right and press the attack button, and my guy would just stick out his giant foot and just wreck anybody in its path. Um, so besides killing enemies, we were killing each other just as much. Yes, and um, then we would grab stones and pose with them. You grab stones, knives, bats, and then you would grab first aid <laughs> kits, and then instead oh, of using them, you threw it away. <laughs> so we got to the end of this stage, and there's a first aid kit, and my health is, like, at the end. Like, yep. one more hit, and I'm dead. And Chop's like, oh, man, grab that health kit. So I, I pick it up, and I couldn't figure out what button to press, so I pressed the first button that, that I had my finger on. Instead of using it, I just chucked it off the screen. <laughs> hilarious i was like why is that programmed in this game that you can throw your health items away that doesn't make any sense yeah what's weird i as we were playing i was saying this when you came across health items there was like cheese and yeah cheese whatever. And turkey leg yeah just laying on the ground you know you eat that whatever soda typical day for the glitch i yep. do it all the time but uh instead of like just pressing the button to pick it up it automatically consumes it like most games do you know turtles in time any of those beat them up it you had to still press the button again like like you had like oh i didn't mean to pick this food up that was an accident like why would you yeah you picked it up and then you decided to eat it <laughs> yeah so you had to hit press the button again yeah which is a pain in the butt it was it was mildly annoying not yeah. as annoying as a friendly fire I will say there was one cool thing, and it was we got to the first boss because we said, "Well, you know, we'll stop when we oh, yeah. beat a boss." Yep, Which that was actually forever. pretty cool. It took forever to get to that boss. Yeah, oh. that that was a really long and journey to get to the boss. And we didn't mention the fact that there's a special attack that you can do that's normal or different from your normal attack that took health from you to right. do extra damage. Yeah, I hate when the games have that. But but talk talk to me more about this boss because this boss fight is ridiculous. Yeah, so you enter in this room and he's like just this, this you know, brawny ninja guy in a dojo. Yeah, with 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 armor and as you're going through the stage, all of a sudden he like does this move and the whole stage spins. It shifts. So like it yeah, it turns the the stage so now you're now you're on the wall, but it's you know, it's the floor, the whole like stage shifted. And there's spikes everywhere. Yep. So it would keep doing that throughout this, you know, until you beat him. But I thought that was a really cool gimmick. It was pretty sweet because we would deal a certain amount of damage. He would split off into pieces and then turn the stage. Um, and it was disorienting, which I think is what it was meant to be. But then right. also a fun trick to this boss. Um, yeah. So it was, uh, it was a beat-em-up. Um, yeah. On the 8-bit scale, I'd probably give it a five and a half. Oh, you went a lot higher than I'm going to go. I'm going to give this a three and a half. Really? I mean, like, I thought it was playable. It was long, but it didn't feel unnecessarily difficult. Which, like, there's some beat-em-ups that are just unforgiving. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't too much difficult, but the the whole, like, friendly fire thing was such a turnoff for me. Like, I, I was so irritated with the fact that normally you can go by your partner and kind of like beat up a guy together i was almost like afraid to even go by you because it would just do that it reminded me of um what's the beat em up on sega that's like that um why am i blanking on it x-razor right no x-razor no that's, no, that's, that's a shooter. what's yeah. the what's the beat em up uh game that you can have like co-op or multiple people playing um you could like ride on dragons and shoot fireballs i'm trying to think of it what? Oh, it's a Sega game, man. See, you're... I'm not a Sega. I'm not a Sega dude. You're asking the wrong person. I'm gonna have to look it up. We're looking it up. Sega beat 'em ups. As soon as I see it, our Altered Beast. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah, not Altered, Altered Beast. Beast. I'm sorry. Not Altered Beast. Golden Axe. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, you're thinking of... Oh, okay. Golden, Golden Axe. Axe. Yeah, you can... Because it's there's friendly fire in that. Right? But you can still... Uh, uh, but you can't, like, automatically pick up guys. Um, so it's worse than Golden Axe, is what you're saying? It's worse than Golden Axe. I'd give Golden okay. Axe, like, a six. Uh, it's just barely good enough. Uh, better. But you're giving us a three and a half. Wow. Three and a half, yeah. I, uh, I'm not a fan. I don't think I'll probably ever play this game again. Wow, not even with me? We got we have uh, Gauntlet Legends to play. We don't have time for this. Okay, that's fine. I, I'm 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 much happier playing Gauntlet Legends in this game or with you oh, over the internet again. All so right. there you have it. There's our retro relapse. Um, let's get into this week's music bracket, though. Let's do it. Yeah, so this is the last round, uh, last matchup of round two. And uh, it doesn't get any easier Easier each week. It gets, no. It gets, it gets, it gets harder. much more difficult. Yeah. Um, yeah. This week we have another Sonic 1 game song um, composed by Masato Nakamura. It is Sonic 1's Starlight Zone. And let's go ahead and give it a listen. Could listen to this song like all day it is that fun yeah I, I what's great about this song is i could i could see myself if i got rich enough i would hire a band to just follow me around Ooh. and as i'm doing like my day-to-day life like a mariachi band they just like play this song throughout the entire day like just me you know driving to work you have someone like with a a a a bell set on like a uh, neck yeah. strap in front of them, yeah, yeah. dude. <laughs> It'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> I want to do that now. Let's do that. Let's get rich and do that. That's easy, right? Yes. Okay. Cool. Short um, answer yes. Long answer no. Um. So this is this song is up against another big hit. Um. It is Donkey Kong Country's Forest Frenzy. And the composer for the game was Evelyn Fisher and David Wise. Um, So let's give this one a listen.
how familiar are you with the Donkey Kong Country music? Uh, very. Yeah, David Wise is probably my favorite video game composer. Really? Yeah, I would I would be as bold to say that. He is always amazing. Like, even when he gets handed crummy games or just, you know, something that's not that great, he still wows everyone with the soundtrack. Interesting. I, I'm not super familiar with, with Donkey Kong Country music in the game because I, I never really played it that much, but I know it's loved by a lot of people. So this is going to be, like, I uh, these matchups at the end of this bracket are ones I can't predict. And, I mean, I love Sonic, but I know Donkey Kong Country has a lot of love, so I, I don't know who's going to win this one. Yeah, and I, I'm surprised because, uh, you know, this is a great track, but it, it beat out Tetris in the first round by one vote. Wow, really? Yeah, that was such a big upset, too, because that was a you know one-seed, eight-seed matchup. This is an eight-seed? Donkey, Donkey Kong is an eight-seed pulled through. We've yeah, had a few so of those this bracket. It's an underdog, man. It's it's coming it's coming on strong, so we'll see if it can beat Sonic in the, this match. But, uh, Chops, what, uh, what ways can everyone vote for this bracket? Well, if you're looking to participate in the bracket voting, you can go to our Facebook page, Legend of Retro, Twitter, uh, and as well, you can go to our Discord, which you can find a link on our website at gamesofthemedia.com. You can cast your votes there, but if you are a dollar member of our Patreon at patreon.com slash gamesofthemedia, you can also get an extra vote on that as well. So a total of four places for you to get your votes in for your tracks and uh if you're a one dollar member uh you also get access to our state of the zilla which is our gamezilla media super show which contains members from each you know each podcast they all we all take turns and do a topic that isn't covered by our normal medias you know so we have things about cartoons we do toys things that you know aren't video games or movies tv shows we cover it you know in this podcast as well as deadite who occasionally will do this redunculous is that what he calls it i have no idea he does a list of like his top five just random things he'll tell you his top five kinds of sharks or something you know he does these these lists he's only done two episodes so far but you know be on the lookout for that but if you're generous enough to be a five dollar member you get so much content so here at the Legend of Retro, we have our Patreon show at the $5 level called Game Shark. And so if you're not familiar with that, it's a show we release monthly where we talk about different video game topics, years and reviews, things that are coming out that are retro themed, and our bracket. So we do our bracket every the beginning of every season. LPJ helps us out with that. And you can get the inside scoop on who picked what. But you get everything. Like, you get all of the past episodes for the two years we've been doing this, as well as all the Patreon shows for every podcast. So you get Legend of, uh, Last Action Podcast post-credit scene. You get Noiseland Arcade Smart Line. Gamezilla Podcast Muster Bust, which is their review of what games are coming out. And also Noobs and Dragons behind the DM scene. So you get... You get so much content, Chops. I mean, I, it's a lot. I, it's, it's well yeah, worth it's, $5. It'll keep you busy. But, it, you know, we want to give you as much content as we feel, you know, because we really appreciate you guys at that $5 mark. It, it, you know, it's generous of you. It really helps us keep things going, keeping the studio lights on. We couldn't do things like this without, you know, you Patreon members. So we, we really appreciate it. And that's why we give you so much content. Yeah, we thank every patron uh, that has contributed so far or that's a current member. We really appreciate you being able to keep us going during all the stuff that's happening in the world. And um, being able to get you extra content is something that we really enjoy as well. So um, remember the ask. Three new $5 patrons (laughs) have to say why they joined is because they want to hear the Tigress rap from the glitch. Let's Let's get that going, okay? make that happen because everybody wants to hear this rap everybody everybody i yeah. will i will pay news stations to play this so <laughs> we get three new members chop snyder one chop snyder two chop snyder three. hey man i want to make it that obvious chop snyder double oh one uh sphinx 69 uh 
And what other other ones they can come up with. But anyways, yes. Uh, show up on gamezillamedia.com slash I'm sorry, patreon.com slash gamezillamedia there you can get all our extra content. But uh, I think we're ready to wrap this episode up. Yeah, yeah, let's let's put this one away. All right, well, thank you so much for listening to this week's Legend of Retro podcast. Glitch, why don't you take it away? We will see you all next time when when the the legend legend continues. I, I pray to God that, that Xander catches this, by the way. Yeah, I'll let him know. <laughs>